weird in a way that you have to prove yourself because you're a girl but yeah that's kind of like the things that I have met in the industry that if you are a young girl you have to prove yourself so much mm-hmm. more but I mean speaking as a girl don't let that bring you down are you looking for something different something new and are you ready to be that change you wish to see in the world but you don't really know how well, then this is definitely a podcast for you. My name is Anne-Therese and I'm here to awaken that curious mindset of yours. And together, we will put things in a different light and try to find happiness in new realities. Because you know what? We can change the world. You and I, and we can feel absolutely awesome doing it. So I guess my only question is, are you ready? Are you ready to embrace change? Hi, welcome back. I am today sitting here in this apartment um, in Halmstad, which is a small town in on the west coast of Sweden. And um, if I look around and I look on the walls, there are these really cool um, canvases or paintings and they say, darling, just fucking own it. Pain is so real. Pain is real, so is hope. Um, and then there's one that says, fuck it, chronicle pain. And next to me is the, the girl, the woman behind all of this, which is Mariette. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and just to give a short intro to how I know this girl, she actually, she lived in the basement of <laughs> the apartment where I live with my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, and, it's so um, funny. It's a really funny story. Yeah, we were so having funny. a very intimate time. <laughs> I think a little bit too intimate at, at sometimes. But um, that's how I know her. And then she is a really, really amazing photographer. And um, as I moved along and became a model, we just stayed in touch and we've had a few photo shoots so far and it's always very, it's a lot of fun to work with her because she's just awesome. And uh, I've been wanting to interview her for a while because she is super inspiring in so many ways and you will soon realize that too. But um, you're going to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself with a very weird question. You're like, why do you have this question here? But um, it's... um, if I was a spice, I would be because. Well, maybe like Kanye Pepper or something. Because I see myself as a pretty ordinary girl, but um, I mean, I have a bit of, I don't know, flair or something. <laughs> so you, you're saying Cayenne Pepper because you feel ordinary, or you think people see you as ordinary, but I maybe that's a hidden thing. Like, yeah. there's like something to it. Like, there's like a spice, but I don't know what it is. And that's your spice, yeah, adding I like think the so. cayenne pepper to it. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Thank you for making my answer so good, though. I'm trying to like <laughs> analyze what, you, what you're saying here. Um, and then also, the, uh, the most extraordinary thing about me is... Oh, that is such a hard question. It's not. You should really um, know this. <laughs> well, I think that I sort of have... I don't see myself, like... From all, like my illness, I don't see myself uh, as a victim, more like a survivor, and I think that's, I think it's like a long way to get there. But I'm pretty proud that I got there. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a lot of people are curious to say that you're not a victim, a survivor, and then why would you be a victim? Um, but um, I don't want to define you for your illness, but no. it is really, it's a big part of you because if you look at you, you can't really tell there's something quote-unquote wrong with you but mm-hmm. um you do uh, suffer chronic pain yeah so do you just want to describe to us what that means uh yeah i have an illness that's called fibromyalgia and it is a nerve disease that means that you have chronic pain uh, all the time unfortunately and that you also have uh, problems well you can see that your nerves are damaged 
and that your pain sort of come from sort of it's like wrong in your nervous system so it means that you're having pain all the time and you also have problems with sleeping and you have you're tired all the time and probably concentration and stuff so it's like there's a lot of actually like symptoms of fibromyalgia but those are like the frame from for it so yeah so you described it to me because I've, I've been trying to like <laughs> understand like what does it really mean so yeah. you said like anything any touch feels like pain to you yeah and pretty actual much. pain feels like like 10 times worse or yeah or like I have that. like sometimes I like hit alone like fell or something and I also passed out because it was so much pain wow. so my body feels like it's 10 times worse than it actually is so my brain interprets pain 10 times worse than a normal person you could say so that's why my body thinks it's in pain all the time I mean that's just horrible yeah I, mean, I, I hate I'm like I'm a whiner I hate being in pain and I can't even imagine what you have to go through every day um, and I think the hardest part which I've gotten from us talking is that people don't always you know believe you when you say you're in pain they think you oh you're just whining or trying yeah. to like um, get out of situations right yeah. or like you, you just want like attention or whatever yeah um, you actually shared with me that when you first found out like you went to the doctor they just wouldn't believe that you were actually in pain no they would just say like oh maybe you're depressed so I was like okay but I wake up at night like it feels like someone is hitting me like in my chest or in my leg and I'm waking up like in pain I'm like I don't know that's not normal I need help and the thing is when you go around like all day with pain and no one wants to help you you actually start to thinking like I've talked about many people have chronic pain that you start to think like you're crazy and I just thought like maybe I am crazy I don't know but and I went to this doctor and he's like well maybe you're depressed so um, yeah so this is just I mean this is amazing mm -hmm. that you as a teenager like admit to yourself that you're different yeah and like wow i have this pain you actually take courage and you go to a doctor yeah and then what the only thing he says is like oh you're just probably depressed and yeah. you start to like actually question yourself like well am i or am i crazy yeah, like exactly. am i not feeling yeah. the pain mm. i'm feeling i mean that was just i mean the fact that you can't prove that's no scientific proof to it yeah. um and I'm just glad that finally someone actually listened to you and said that, you know, diagnose you with chronic pain. Mm. Um, but um, I feel like, okay, so just moving on, because I think it's such an inspiring story, because what you told me is that you started this project that yeah. you all actually, you know, you're raising money towards the... Um, um, the science to yeah. figure out a way to like to uh, to heal this but um, you said to me that you were in the gym and you saw these t-shirts like no pain no gain yeah and then you're like well you don't even know what pain is you know? <laughs> like yeah. don't even come to me and start and so what did um you you got a really cool idea out of that well i actually like i really like to work out and i think this workout is a way for me like a therapy to feel good and everything so but um yeah i saw this like huge guys at the gym wearing it's like no pain no gain they're very popular in sweden these shirts so i was kind of like oh that's so lame because <laughs> like i said they don't even know what it is so I just found myself, I'm going to like buy, it feels like silly, but I laugh at it now, but I, I want like a shirt that sort of resembles that pain is like more than just like this workout thing or something. Mm -hmm. So I designed my own shirt and it says, uh, the idiot who says no pain, no gain, never had chronic pain. <laughs> and then I put like uh, fuck chronic pain on it 
and it was just like an impulse. I got, oh, I want this shirt, and then I posted uh, the shirt actually because I kind of like, okay, I have a chronic pain, let's make the best out of it. It's kind of like who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I posted it in sort of like a Facebook group with people that have fibromyalgia and they just loved it. I'm like, oh, I want to order one, I want to order one. And I wake up like with like 80 emails list there, I want one. I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> it was crazy. You started a movement. Yeah, I did. And I didn't really intend to. And then I was like, okay, am I going to do this? Um, I, I really want to like make a difference. So that's why all like the money goes to science because or research because I really want to there are no cure for it. So that's the ambition. It's a huge ambition, but it would be great if a chronic pain could be like a, sort of helping that journey mm-hmm. to find a cure for A vehicle it. to, to yeah. change people's lives. Exactly. I think that the most extraordinary about this is that you took yourself out of that position of being a victim because you know, you, you found out finally that you have chronic pain or chronic pain, which is the right term for it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, you found out, but then you also realized there's no cure for it there's yeah. no way of you know making it any better but so you could you could choose to be like oh it's you know feel sorry for yourself and be like you know yeah. feel sorry for me you know this is me i'm a victim but you were like no fuck chronic pain i'm not gonna make this you know take yeah. over my life and i think from you speaking up about that people within a similar situation like there was just for them someone to relate to and yeah. feel like i'm not alone because there must be so many others out there that have been like, oh, you're just whining, you know, there's yeah. no proof. And mm. it's really hard when you, you know something inside, like you know there's something is not right, but no one is helping you. Um, mm. And th- this only shows the importance of, you know, being true to who you are yeah. and not being afraid of speaking up about who you are um, because there are others out there that need you to be who you are, if, if that makes any yeah, sense. Because yeah. out of like this whole movement that started with Fat Chronicle Pain, now people are like, you know, they want the same shirt and they feel like, yes, this girl is doing this and I want to be in on it. So yeah, that's, it's, it's amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, it's been a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, it was very ex- unexpected actually. Uh, so when I started, well, I got a lot of mixed like emotions about it. Um, I think that in Sweden, you're a little bit more like, how is it, commercial? Like, uh, you're more sensitive maybe for like words like fuck. You're more like, eh. I don't know, especially the older. So a lot of people didn't like the names, but I was like, I'm going to go with this. <laughs> yeah, because you told me that. So yeah. I was like, are you sure you want to say fuck? And you're like, yeah, chronical <laughs> pain. Yeah, you exactly, because it's only the way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. Like this pain is just, should like, uh, it's just horrible. So I don't really want to put like, um, I know there are some like organizations who is amazing, but they have like this, oh, fibro fighter something they call and they're really like sweet and cute and they have like all this butterfly which is like the international symbol of fibroalgia and that's really cute but i want to do something different mm-hmm. so i just sort of went with it for chronic pain and a lot of people liked it as well and thought it was like i think people with fibromyalgia actually laughed about it and liked it and people who don't have chronic illness think it's kind of like rough yeah yeah but i mean why do you think people are like this is provocative but i think yeah. you need to be bold enough sometimes to be provocative because you can't if we're not you know we, if you're not starting emotions within people they're just gonna be we're just gonna be stuck in the same yeah, exactly. like you can't really move anywhere if no one comes in and be like i don't know like rip the bandit off and be like hey come on yeah you know? I think, yeah 
and uh, I know the fact that I have like I have some like clothes in it and I don't ever walk around and see the people like oh what is that what is that and stuff and like so people get interested about it yeah. and that's the what I want as well um, so I'm actually really glad I just stuck by it yeah yeah that's super cool you know sometimes you just have to believe in yourself and be like no I want to keep the name so. yeah that's great and mm-hmm. um, I also want to tap into the fact that you are an amazing photographer oh, and you. Uh, <laughs> you can just you know I'll show you some of her work um, <laughs> I know that you shared some stories, you being a young woman, being a photographer yeah. in an industry where a lot is just dominated by men. Mm-hmm. And you, I think, listening to it, then this whole journey with your illness has actually helped you be just more of a, you know, a strong woman. I hope that maybe it helped you a little bit in your professional field too. Yeah, I think so. And I think the fact that um, there is something with the society today that when a like girl or a woman, whatever, is have a strong opinion about something that sort of makes people uncomfortable mm-hmm. or something like oh she's cocky but like we talked about you can still be like like I'm a girly girl I like feminine stuff but I um, still have a point of view and I won't let anybody like stomp on me or oh you want to put it and I remember when I was uh, working as a studio and I worked as studio manager and we were working with one of Sweden's uh, like largest fashion house and I went up there to do a photo shoot and I walked in, and I'm pretty t- I'm a tall girl as well. <laughs> but I walked in there, and the director of the company came, and he looked at me and said, "Oh, are you the model?" And looked at me with some skepticism because I'm not like model figure, but I'm tall. <laughs> and still gorgeous, you know. Putting that as a side note. Oh, thank you. And I was like, "No, I'm a photographer." And he looked at me like, "Okay, like, really?" And I think that's kind of like weird and actually pretty scary when someone who is in that business sort of frown upon that a young girl comes and are going to do his photo shoot um, and I have like a lot of things as well when I've been to like different agencies like graphic uh, agencies and stuff like that and they'll be like oh you're young you really don't know what you're doing and then I see my work and like oh well okay maybe you do know what yeah you're doing. exactly right. so I think that in this like sort of fashion and media industry it's very like man dominated very hard and you have to as a girl really prove that you are good mm-hmm. Because um, I think that as a girl, you get like a lot of heat more than the guys do actually in this business. That's how I feel so about it. So we actually it. do need to be tougher than guys because exactly. we have a lot of more resistance to fight towards. Yeah, actually, I do mm-hmm. actually believe that. Um, and I just felt when you know I've been like studying and stuff, and I always felt like the guys like in my class would be like more. I know they get like more approved in the media business than I do as a girl. Um, so yeah. Yeah, you also mentioned you went to this. Um, job interview whatever you came into the room and it, everyone was like 35 plus and everyone was you know they were all men yeah and it was were, you yeah he's like you sat down to wait for your turn and this guy next to you he's yeah he uh, a few minutes he just looked at me and then he's like talking talking to me and then he asked well did you put your photo in your resume i was like well yeah he's like oh okay i get it so he's basically saying that you just kind of like got your way in here because you happen to be like a young pretty girl yeah and I was like oh my god that's so rude and I kind of felt like all these people actually they don't really like put me down I said I'm gonna show you Mm -hmm. that I'm so much better than you and it's kind of like weird in a way that you have to prove yourself because you're a girl but yeah that's kind of like the things that I have met in the industry that if you are a young girl you have to prove yourself so much Mm -hmm. more but I mean, speaking as a girl, don't let that bring you down. I mean, just show them that you are... Yeah, you know, just be like... Just don't let it get to you. Exactly. Right. But it's hard, though. But 
I mean, just you have to grow a little bit of tough skin, I think, mm-hmm. in some areas in life to know. But still keep your fem- femininity, because that's something yeah. we touched upon too. That you know, it's very easy to like wanting to prove that we as good as the men, and we try to be more like men. But yeah. we can still be, you know, really sexy young yeah, girls we, exactly. and be like still killing it. We don't have to take that away from us. Yeah, we can be ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think that's the most important thing. And I think that it's like I think that our generation are more like open to it. That you can be like who you want to be and even though if you're gay, straight, whatever, that doesn't matter. It all is like who you are. And I think that when you are a teenager, you just want to fit in, you just want to be normal and you just like want to be like everybody else. But so it is hard and I think that a lot of people just trying to blend with the society because when you stand out you get a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean um you've been through a lot of, you know, really tough periods in your life that yeah. I think I don't I haven't even been close to but um, that I mean what's so amazing about you is that you have not grown into anger or like resentment I feel like whenever I see you always happy you always like <laughs> so like I don't know like compassionate and just helpful like you're always trying to help people you always you know you're doing this project that's you still have a full-time job and this yeah. clinical pain is like just a side project yeah. you're doing and you're raising the money towards uh, research and science, which is, you know, it, in itself just amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did we did too talk about because like people come up to you and be like, hey, what about cancer? Like, don't you want to help people with cancer? And yeah. like, well, you have to pick your thing, you know, and exactly. just hope that someone else is doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that, like, like you said too, there might be so many people that you know that that are being bothered by the, like the fact that you're like raising awareness towards something that they don't think is even a real thing. Exactly. But at the same time, even if you're only helping a thousand people, those people need you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's like, um, I've always said it, because I was at an interview when uh, the Falconer campaign was on a cover of a magazine, which was like the, a huge thing for me. I oh, was yeah. like, oh, so good. And the interview that did not really like me or like the name, I don't know, she was very like towards about it. And she said to me like, well, don't you get upset that people don't like it? And I just thought, and I was like, I don't really care. And she's like, excuse me? Like, I don't care if people who don't have chronic illness doesn't like it, because it's not for them. For chronic pain is for everybody who has chronic illness, or mm-hmm. have chronic pain, or have like this fight every day. And I don't, I don't like see a person who is normal to understand it. And it's hard to understand, I don't like demand it, but if they don't like it, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Really, it's cool for me, because if I have thousand people, like you said, who likes varicornical pain, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also remember, like, I have this guy who came up to me because I was in the paper, and he was like, oh, is that you, blah, blah, and then he said, like, why are you fighting for a- another thing, like cancer or animal rights? And I'm like, why don't you do it then? And, and he was like, awesome <laughs> <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was like, well, I don't know. I'm like, you can do it too. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do, but just Google, do whatever you yeah. can. Like, and I made a lot of suggestions too, and you can go like work volunteer work, whatever. Why don't Why don't you do it? And he was like, well, I don't yeah. know. I feel like it's sometimes when someone is strong and just really goes out there and do something great, people get. They feel, I don't know what to say, but they feel like threatened. Like, oh, yeah. I should do something too. And then instead of just being, wow, this is so cool yeah. and support you, they'd be like, well, why didn't you do this instead? And I'm like, yeah. wait a second. <laughs> First I'm cool, but then now I'm not as cool. But Yeah, it's, it's weird. I think that, um, I think people have easier to criticize sometimes. And I think criticism is fine. It's good. Mm-hmm. You have to be criticized to always develop and be better as a person. But 
I find it like weird because I have learned always since I was a kid like if you don't have anything nice to say you shut up <laughs> right, <laughs> that's right. what I have learned yeah. so but uh, yeah I sort of feel when someone comes up and criticizes me or the fact I have people come up to me like oh Fabio doesn't exist like you're just whiners and I kind of feel like okay this is an opportunity for me to learn this person about it mm-hmm. to make sure that at least if he goes away from this conversation and doesn't believe me, at least I would try to teach him you, something. Right, you did, you did the best. How, how does it feel when someone comes up to you and saying, like, you're a liar, you know, you, you don't have the disease that you claim to have? I mean, how does that feel? Um, at the beginning, because I got the uh, diagnosis when I was 20 years old, and then I have, been in, I have been in pain since I was 16 years old, so it takes, like, a lot of time to get the, the diagnosis. Yeah, because you have to do a lot of testing, and they have to, like, turn out a lot of things, so... Um, at the beginning I was very sensitive about it and I didn't even tell my closest friends because I, I was embarrassed I really really was embarrassed about it because like okay I got this thing and I don't know how to handle it so it got me actually almost six months until I actually told my closest friends about it and they were really supportive of course but I have I actually had well we're not friends anymore <laughs> she was kind of like well are you sure I mean and she was kind of questioning me and I was like well, if I'm going to fake something, this will not be it. I'm right. not. I may not. Ha- I may have chronic ears, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't. If I want attention, there are way better things to do. To yeah, draw attention exactly. Than... That's the main thing again. You only want attention, or you don't want to work. And I'm right. kind of like, okay, well, I work full time and have my own company and have for chronic pain. So no, that's not true. Right. That's and, <laughs> and then I want attention. Well, there are a lot of things like a girl can do these days to get attention, mm-hmm. and I'm not that kind of girl, but. Yeah, at the beginning it was tough, but I think that during the years and all like growing up, you, I get more confident in myself. And I like, if a person don't want to believe me, that's fine, mm-hmm. and that's not my problem, that their problem. Like so, but I think that's so important because I come from a similar background. I, I had this thing I needed everyone to really like me. Yeah, it was so important, mm. and it got to a point where I was just like not speaking up about my truth or whatever I felt in a certain situation. And then I realized you can be the ripest sweetest peach in the world and yeah. there's always going to be people who don't like peaches so it's like you can't exactly. be you know you can't you can't please the crowd you can't please the crowd and like it's so important that you are authentic because yeah. if you're not authentic you're not helping anyone no exactly. but i think today with social media especially young girls and guys they're like trying oh, yeah. so hard to be quote-unquote perfect but it's 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 stressful if anything else because you know yeah. it, it's not good for your soul to not be yourself and exactly. every time you have to quiet yourself down because of you know for the fact that you want people to like you or prove you or like don't think you're like not think you're stupid it's just like taking away a little piece of yourself every time yeah i think so too actually mm-hmm. and i think that um i get scared actually sometimes when i see young girls like i've got like 14 15 years mm-hmm. old like acting on social media and be like like oh girl you don't need all that you don't need like the approval social media and mm-hmm. i think that's a sort of social media is a fantastic thing where you can get like a lot of publicity and do great things um and li- like you have done with your modeling like all animal rights and stuff like that but i think there is like a lot of pressure for especially young girls or guys to look like a certain way to act a certain way because right. we, we we forget that everyone looks perfect or is trying to look perfect and you don't mm-hmm. really see behind the curtains and it just creates all this stress that yeah. doesn't have to be there necessarily which is a different topic but it's yeah it's sad it, it is yeah. sad actually and I just kind of feel like 
uh, I think that's why it's so good because you know, you, especially models. Like mm-hmm. I work with a lot of models, and you are a model, so I kind of feel like it's so empowering when models like you actually stand back and say, "Hey, Thank this you. is our life. It's not perfect, but it's so good." Because a lot of young girls just wants to be you, like right. wants to be your model. So I think it's so great that your models are like taking a stand for it. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when I before I moved to New York and I would like follow all these New York models on Instagram yeah. and be like, oh, you know, their lives look so fabulous. And then now I am a model in New York and I know a lot of models in New York and yeah. they are stressing out like I need to post things on Instagram and I hate yeah. it. Like they are having this like anxiety yeah. from having to like show the world that they have perfect lives. Exactly. But it's like it's so stupid. People are like envy of, of girls living in New York being models and then the girls in New York being models is stressed out having to show that their lives are perfect it's like this is a sorry but so fucked up world like what are we trying to do here um, exactly uh, it's so funny though because uh, since I've been working like well as a photographer since I was 16 so like that's crazy oh it's crazy but I mean everybody's oh didn't you want to be a model I'm like hell no <laughs> it's like I've seen what I had to go through <laughs> exactly I won't do that <laughs> so I've always like been inspired by models because I think that a lot of people look at models and see like this luxury life, but the reality is not like that. It's mm-hmm. stressful. It's, I mean, you have to stand in a bikini when it's freezing outside. You have to like stress out. You have to travel all the time. You don't see your friends or family. So I think it's like pretty good that just not like show that I'm not perfect. So this is my like sort of self confidence. They show that this is my world and it's not like. Like it's you said, not all like say. glamorous you think exactly. it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great. So, um, to try to wrap it up, yeah. uh, I could keep talking to you for hours. <laughs> I feel um, the same way. <laughs> but uh, so, this is, you know, a podcast about change. And I yeah. think you've been through a lot of change. You're making a lot of change in the world just by being who you are, which is so cool. <laughs> why, why is change important, in your opinion? I think that you have to change to develop as a person. I think that. Um, there is a quote that says, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Mm-hmm. And I love that one, because that's so true. And I think that you have to change to do what, like, envelop in life and be everything. And I kind of feel like, well, I can always speak for people who have, like, chronic illnesses that's not curable, that it doesn't, unfortunately, help to feel pity for yourself. It's so hard to say, and I know mm. that people, are, like, hate when I say it sometimes, but it's true. And I think that rather change your, like how do you say attitude to it mm-hmm. and just say like okay this is me but I'm going to live like the best life I can ever have and you will be so much happier as well yeah. and it's a hard change to do but it's worth it yeah people don't often realize that you have the power within you to change because yeah. like not necessarily change your life but just like you say like changing your attitude yeah. will change your life because you, you don't have a cure for your illness right now no. but the way you look upon it is going to change your life you can either exactly. be like oh I'm a victim or I'm a survivor which you yeah. said and that puts you in a diff- completely different um, position in yeah. life. So that's that's great. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just don't be afraid to just like we talked about, be yourself and to do change because that can go like get great things to your life. Mm-hmm. And I always said like to my friends like, oh, should I try this? Should I try this? Should I try that? And I'm like, well, the worst thing can happen is like it doesn't work. Right. Then you have tried. It's the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. And then you have done it. Like yeah. Yeah, someone told yeah. me once, you always start with a no. You can either yeah. turn that into a yes or keep it a no. But if you don't try, it's always going to you know, remain a no, which is yeah. true. It's so true. Yeah. Um, why, do you think it's, why do you think change is so hard for people? Because it's out of your comfort zone. Mm. And, well, as a person, you, sort of, you always want to protect yourself, of course. That's like how, how we are. But um, 
I think that when you look at people that, I mean, I look up to, they have always stepped out of their comfort zone and achieved great things. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if you have a goal, you don't succeed with it, at least you have tried. And I right. think that you have learned so much in the process. Like even if you didn't get to like right. the finish line, that doesn't matter because you did it. It's all a challenge and you, you know, you, you keep learning every day. Yeah, right. exactly. So what is one thing that you've learned from all of this that you wish you knew before? Like what if some, some advice you could give to people for their own journeys? Wow, that's hard. I know, it's really <laughs> hard. We're trying to help people here. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think that just believe in yourself. And I think that, like you said, like don't really care if people like you. Right. And that is not like going out and being an asshole to people. That's not <laughs> what I'm trying to think. Exactly, that's a totally different thing. But I'd also be like, oh, I really want people just to like me for who I am. And as I grow older and as I got my illness, I've lost a lot of friends. I became single. I have done everything because people that were in my sort of friendship or credit, they, they didn't really uh, like approved of me in my illness and stuff. And they sort of got mad if I didn't turn up on a birthday mm-hmm. when I was home being sick and stuff. So... It is hard, it's going to be hard, but I think that the ha- I'm the most happiest now that I've ever been because right. I did all those changes. That's something I think you touch upon something very important. People are very afraid of letting go of yeah. the people who are in their lives. Um, and sometimes that's stopping us because we're, so, we're trying to please everyone. And yeah. you know that sometimes by changing, we're going to hurt people that we care about because yeah. suddenly we are making a different direction of where we want to go. And that might, you know, require you to let go of some people, but yeah. I think it's so important that you said that it's it's okay to, you know, yeah, to let someone go. Right. I mean, if uh, if they take more energy from you than they give, mm-hmm. it's time to let them go. I actually think indicator. that, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for doing this. I know, as with me, this is not your first language, and I'm like, <laughs> do you mind doing an interview with me in English? You're like, oh, okay, let's do it. I'm like, um, I need to apologize for my English in three of them. No, this is something we don't apologize. We're not very good at apologizing, even like beforehand, like why I apologize. It's okay. You know? okay, okay. We're not perfect, remember? <laughs> so we're still trying. And um, yeah. by doing this and not speaking in Swedish, obviously we're going to reach a broader audience. Yeah, I think so. So that's what we're trying to do. I also want to just end up with saying, like, how can we find you in your amazing project that you're doing? What's your website? Uh, I have a website uh, that I actually called Fat Chronicle Pain and I have a Facebook page that has Fat Chronicle Pain as well. It's only in Swedish right now and I <laughs> <laughs> I know Yeah, I know. I'm getting like people like from like the States and uh, England like can you please write in English to drive me insane? <laughs> but I promise <laughs> Try I'll, to yeah. translate everything in Google. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm actually trying to do that right now, be more like international. So I hope that's great. But uh, if you want to follow me I will be so happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she's a very inspiring person and she's doing great jobs and work. Um, so please, Mariette is her name. She's not, you know, uh, we don't want to remember her only as Fuck Pain. All right. Thank you so much for listening and uh, thank you again, Mariette, for having me in your cool apartment. Thank you. And uh, make sure to head over to her website because she is selling her paintings, which are gorgeous and I want mm-hmm. like all of them myself. And she also has now like. Um, like a jewelry line yeah um so you can you can all buy that and support uh, the research help people not feel as much in pain anymore all right i just want to shortly wrap up what we talked about first of all you decide the life you want to live just like mariette said i'm not a victim i'm a survivor and you can't please the crowd if you're trying to help everyone you'll actually help no one 
So pick your cause, pick your fight, and just be you. Because you know what? Someone out there needs you. Alright, please take care and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.